this is a room that we don't use except for this. And right now it's just become a junk room. But it was, it was somewhat clean, but then we had a, uh, we have a, one of those robot vacuums and it came through here when we were supposed to leave the door shut and it just destroyed everything. Did not vacuum things up. These robots are going to be the end of us. Watch any of the Field of Dreams game last night? No. It was pretty neat. Was it? It was a good game. I mean, it was a good game. Also, it, uh, it ended with a walk-off home run. White Sox won. But uh, I don't know. I mean, you and I are baseball fans. You more so than me. I wasn't a huge fan of the movie Field of Dreams, but I don't know. Part of the appeal to baseball. The baseball to me is the visual aspect of it. I used to love going to Rangers games growing up in their old ballpark. And, uh, you know, half the fun was just sitting in there and, and looking around, taking it all in. And last night, this game was played in the middle of an Iowa cornfield with only about 8,000 people watching on hand. And, uh, yeah, it was something that I don't know if I've sat down and watched that much of a baseball game on TV that I wasn't invested in, in a long time. Uh, I don't like the White Sox. I don't like the Yankees, but it was fun. And, was, uh, uh, was it the actual cornfield from Field of Dreams or was it just a, like a replica? I don't know if it was the actual one. Um, I think it was built for this. Yeah, I don't know a lot of the history of it, but it looked great. It, uh, it might have been the actual one. The, uh, the actual one, I think, was right next to the farmhouse. And every time they showed an aerial shot, um, that's not the one they played on, but that was in the in the distance. So maybe it was the same location. Mm. And they just built a an actual 8,000-seat miniature baseball stadium for it. And uh, I think because of its success, and uh, I think it's something maybe they'll, they'll do once a year. The NHL does outdoor games every year and those are a hit so maybe it's baseball needs something like that because it is uh definitely falling off in popularity i saw um on twitter where a rod posted a little video of him like walking into the corn and jose canseco retweeted it and said maybe he'll get lost in there ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, jose did I send you where uh, Ben had Jose Canseco do a cameo for me? Uh, you told us. I don't know if you sent it. It was great. He starts it out. He goes, what's up, Gordy? This is Jose Canseco. <laughs> Can you play it on here? Are you allowed to share it? Hey, what's up, Gordy? This is Jose Canseco. So, What do you think of, of cameo? Like, it was, it was probably really cool for you because Canseco was your – I guess your childhood baseball hero, or if not him and McGuire. Yeah, it was, I don't know if you're growing was, up in, in Oakland in the 80s, you can't help it. Though, it was like it, those two guys. It was the two of them, but after the steroid scandal, I, I retconned it to Ricky Henderson. 
I'm sure you had the Bash Brothers poster on your wall, though, with the the sunglasses and the. I don't know if I ever had that specific poster, but I I know it, and lots of kids that I hung around with had it, and I had plenty plenty of paraphernalia myself. But cameo, um, I still want to get some celebrities to do rant cameos. (laughs) I just I want them to be really in that like C plus list sweet spot, you know. Yeah, like a twenty-five dollar shout right. out or something. Are we allowed to use those for anything other than our own entertainment purposes? Are you allowed to turn those around and use them as ad campaigns? I'm I sure don't. there's rules against that. Yeah, there may be, but we could just post it and say this is not an ad. I think our listeners are in for a treat today with uh, with the interview that we have and, and the music that we have. Oh, uh, Nitro. Nitro Nitra. She, yeah, um, she's, she was uh, of our, of our band interviews so far. Um, most of them have been conducted by you. I did get to sit down and for this one though. Um, she's been the most enthusiastic so far and, uh, that was a very enjoyable talk with her. Yeah. And, and her stuff kind of rocks. It does. This is Cold Cold Soul by Nitro Nitra featuring Al Walzer. Nitro Nitra is one of many acts performing at Carolina Indie Fest in downtown Sanford, September 18th and 19th. Help you. 
our guest this week is Nitro Nitra. She is um, a singer, songwriter, musician from, um, did I read Philadelphia or, or Delaware? So I'm from Delaware, which is down the street from Philly. So gotcha. a lot of people don't know where Delaware is. So I always say Delaware down the street from Philly. <laughs> I got you. I got you. But like that way, everything is included, you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, um, one of the first things that jumped out at me when I started reading up on you was um, uh, the, the way you describe your music. It was, uh, was it astral pop or? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Tell me how you came up with that, because like it's not like a genre of music necessarily right. that everybody would know but when you hear right. it you get an idea and when I listen to music I said yes that fits right 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 so it's like astral pop slash soul rock because mm -hmm. the first EP that I released um was like more of a soundtrack for the visuals so with that being said that was more on an astral pop type of vibe meaning like astral is like out of this world. So like most of the things that I'm talking about, it may seem like it's one thing on the surface, but I'm actually talking about something else that is out of this world on a subliminal level because of my own experience and what I had went through. Right. But it's like not really any type of like genre and it gets to a point where like you really can't box it. Right. So so right. genres that I like it's astral pop and then soul rock because I'm a soulful singer but now we're getting into the music where I get to rock out so this is this has been my passion for the day that I was born so awesome. <laughs> well um how long have you been how, how long have you been playing and how long have you been performing on under this uh this sort of iteration of your persona yeah so Let's see here. So Nitra has been singing since I was born, right? But then as you go through life, and although it was my dream to be a singer, you get distracted, right? right. So you go through life and you get distracted by this, 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 and this. And then 2019, I was like, well, actually 2018, like I just started having mystical types of experiences like I just felt this pull this pull because I will wake up like this is not my life you know what I'm saying like mm. dead end job I have been with my ex-boyfriend for like 15 years like I was just going in this circle this continuous loop this, this continuous loop and then I had this dream and this being was like st standing on this clock tower and she's looking at me and she's like it's time and I'm like time okay so then like that was at the end of like 2018 and then I knew okay it's time for me to go within do some inner work do some subconscious reprogramming here and live the life of my dreams so then right. that that just started this whole like inner healing to guess what I am Nitro Nitra got inspired to do this EP by meeting my divine counterpart and then bam there we have a whole album, then I have a manager, then we have the band, then we have gigs. So it's just moving, you know? Right, right. So how did that work? You decide, I'm going to, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to sing. Did you, 
have to go out and find musicians? Um, did you, I mean, how did the, all that work? How did your band come together and how did you guys get, get started on the, uh, like the writing and recording process? Yeah. So, um, there's a guy in my band by the name of Jimmy church and him and I actually have been writing, singing, and mm -hmm. he plays the guitar. So we've been rocking out for years. Right. But again, I was distracted. Right. So then once you make the decision, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. And then you cut out anything that like takes you away from that goal. Mm -hmm. Once I did that, it was like, okay, we're on and running. So him and I already had some songs. And then I met Ken Hawks, who's my manager, who's with White Lion Audio. And he said, okay, cool. We need a band. I said, yes, we need a band. So Jimmy and I then met the rest of the guys. And then it just came together like that. So we already had these songs that we were already forming, but to actually have the band um, and then start gigging and then touring, it's like, wow, like this was all in the imagination first, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's, right. it's great. <laughs> yeah, we've got all sorts of uh, genres at this, at this festival that's coming next month. And yeah. uh, listening to your stuff, it's, first off, it's, it's outstanding, but it's also everything so far has been unique. And uh, how would you, how would you describe your shows? Uh, what, what people are going to get from, from having uh, seen one of your sets? What are, what are they going to come away with? Energy, right? So it's all about the energy. And then as I tap into the raising of my own vibration and then rise up in my frequency, then I can now like share that with the world. So when people come to my shows, like I'm high energy all over the place. Like I'm not planning this out. Like the music and the spirit just like moves me however it like happens. You know what I mean? So, so I like to um, think that it's a transcendent type of experience because I myself like go into, go into another realm. Have you had the chance to play a lot of live shows in the last couple, you know, year and a half, I guess, with, with live shows being hard to come by right now? Have you been able yeah. to perform? Yeah, so COVID was like all about just cre creating. So Deban and I did our first live show in April, um, but Jimmy Church and I do some acoustic sets. So like now that live shows are like opening back up then we're doing more and more so we have a, a, another live show in Wilmington where I'm from at the Queen on the 21st and then we're doing Smyrna at night which is a festival and then we come and see you guys so yeah more and more are just flowing and then I and then in October we have the City Winery which is in Philly so hey what's um just curious just curious and I'm not asking to 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 ask you about what kind of crowds you draw i'm just curious what kind of crowds are able to be drawn right now Whoa. what's the biggest crowd you've performed with since coming back from from covid and starting to do live shows again what's uh what's been your biggest event or venue so far um so the april show there was about mm -hmm. 200 people there i want to say okay and then so again with the band we have our next live show on the 21st but um, for the acoustic sets, it's been intimate, 
smaller crowds, yeah. wineries, things like that. But that's got to be great, though, to to have 200 people in a room and, and to yeah. feel that energy that's been missing, I guess, for the last couple of years. That, that had to Absolutely. be something for you. Absolutely. It's just, honestly, for me, it's on a whole nother level, especially because it was like I was in mental prison for about 30 years. So you have to understand me. I've been like doing shows in my head for like 30 years. So yeah. for me yeah. to be performing and in front of, even if it's one person for me, that is like complete gratitude because I get to just express myself in ways that I haven't been able to in the past. So was it an easy, an easy transition for you then escaping that, that mental prison and then finally getting the the courage up to 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 record and then yeah. you know and then you gotta you gotta perform this stuff in front of people was, was there yeah. any apprehension about that for you uh so for me this is always something that I knew that I was born to do right but it was a matter of I had to get rid of any type of um fears any type of energy that was keeping me bound like in a low vibration and at the end of the day I had to work on reprogramming my subconscious mind to work for me not against me because for most of my life it was working against me because there was no core belief in myself that wait a minute I deserve this I can do this so as I started working on myself and then and then really releasing all of those fears all of those things that were holding me back it's like okay oh I'm like alive you know what I'm saying like I'm not bounded by like this fear that is keeping me like bound anymore so for me it's just been like years of like frustrated potential and now that I get to express that potential like <laughs> there there's no stopping me like it, yeah, watch out it just yeah. flows you know it's like it's just flowing you know did you worry cool. at all when um, when COVID hit? You'd been you'd been at it for you know a year and a half, two years. Did yeah. you worry that that because COVID made particularly so many musicians have to kind of stop and slow down? Did you worry right. that 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 was going to frustrate that progress, or did you channel it into uh, you know writing or, or recording or doing the things that you could do during the pandemic? Yeah, not at all. Because for me, I understood that most of my work was this inner work, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it, so it wasn't like I had a band prior to COVID, you know, so it really didn't stop me. It just, um, uh, afforded me the opportunity to like go within even more. Sure. So when the pandemic happened, I was already working on myself. So it was right, right in alignment. And then now we are coming out of that and it's like, okay, this is right on time. You know, this awesome right where I need to be. So for me, I didn't have that experience. That's great. Um, how, how, in terms of, uh, physical music, like how many releases do you have? I know a lot of the bands we're talking to are doing singles versus yeah. albums. What kind of stuff do you have out? Uh, so the first album that I released was like, um, all about this movie that I created from me meeting my twin flame and then talking about my own personal spiritual um transformation so i had to create this whole album right and that's more of the astral pop vibe but now that that that's out i'll be 
just releasing singles upon singles of like all this soul rock music that I've had that I haven't um, had a chance to share with the world yet. So I just released Just Right, which is so fun uh, because the first album was like very emotional. So Just Right is like a very fun in the bar club type of tune and we rock out. And then the next single is going to be released shortly, but I can't give you information on that yet, but it's great. It's well, let great. Us know, like, let us know I'm recording it every month. It's great. Let us know when it's out because we we can we can promote it and say, hey, you know, this is absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, and yeah, it's just right. So great. The, just right was the first one I heard, and uh, okay, um, I don't know, I don't know what the kids are saying anymore, but um, it, so I'm um, I apologize for embarrassing you, Gordon, but it, it was a jam. It was a jam. It was a jam. <laughs> is that correct? Yeah. It was a jam, Billy. Yes. That's what yeah, I thought. Was- that's what it I thought great. about uh, Cold Cold hey. Soul. There's like a almost like a surf rock sound to it, or like a like a neo noir detective fiction kind of sound. And it's, it's yeah, just, but it rocks. You know, it's got a yeah, it's very cool. thank you. Well, that yeah. first that first album is like all I consider like movie music. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a certain like vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the songs have like a certain vibe to it. You know, it's 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 evocative. It makes you picture things and right. places and people yeah absolutely very cool. absolutely absolutely your voice is your voice is unique too and i um with all these artists i hate i hate to say you sound like somebody because there's there's a chance you might offend you know because yeah. uh, you know you you are who you are but uh, i will say and i'm and i mean this as a as a compliment there there's almost a like a macy gray type you yeah. know sound yeah. to it but then it's it's similar, but it's a lot different too. And so right. anyway, I, I think it's great. And, and I love uh, Macy. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's going to be great. I, I can't thank wait to you. see the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Do you want to give um, our listeners, you know, uh, information about where they can find your music online, your website, your social media, all that stuff? Yes, yeah, so my website, this is really easy. My website is www.nitronitra.com. My Instagram is Nitro Nitra. My Facebook is Nitro Nitra. My YouTube is Nitro Nitra. You <laughs> so have... yes, go, go to my YouTube, subscribe, like, share. Yeah. Excellent. You've made it easy. You've uh, you, yes. you you've done the social media thing smartly. Not every yeah. artist and musician, myself included, has always done that. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, it's so funny because years ago I used to teach Zumba. Uh-huh. And they used to always call me a uh, nitro. And my slogan was ever since I was younger is my name's Nitra. It's like nitro, but an A on the end. So <laughs> uh-huh. perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so it's like, it just fits, you know?
was Just Right by Nitro Nitra. Nitro Nitra will be performing at Carolina Indie Fest in downtown Sanford on September 18th and 19th. Uh, for more information about Carolina Indie Fest, visit www.carolinaindiefest.com. That's the thing is through these stories and through these podcasts, we've, we've gotten to, to meet some of these artists and, and listen to their music. And um, it's introduced me to a lot of to new music. But I think so far, 100%, the ones that we've interviewed, I've listened to their stuff and thought, this is good. I, I mean, like, you know, yeah, it's quality. It's good stuff. And I think if just one of these bands were here, um that it would be a good show but you've got you know 20 plus of them here and uh two days full of music and i think in each one of these shows you're going to come away with um with an experience that you're going to be pleasantly surprised and you're going to listen to music that um that you're going to enjoy i i've i've discovered a lot of bands um going to events like this, like I'll buy their CD afterward or, or whatever you have to buy now and download their stuff and became lifelong fans or it's lifelong. It's the wrong word. I became fans of theirs. Even if they never hit it big, I still have their stuff. And if I see that, you know, they're rolling through Raleigh or something, I'll still go to a show. Um, it was a, a festival I went to in Louisiana 15, 18 years ago. And this French jazz band named Paris Combo played, and I fell in love with them. I it, I don't like jazz. I don't like French music, but it was it was such a, a well put on show. And uh, a couple of years ago, they came through Raleigh, and Jennifer and I went and saw them. And it was you know 17, 18 years after we had seen them the first time. And so just from these festivals, um, we became fans of a group, and you know bought their stuff for years after that. And uh, quick side note on there, uh, their lead singer just died this year, and I, I learned about it. And again, I was sad because you know that their music had a profound impact on me. And for years, I would introduce them to people like, um, "Oh, you like this? Well, you know, I, it sounds hoity, I know, but there's this French band I think you would like." And uh, it, yeah, every time they're like, "Oh yeah, it's good stuff." Yeah, so. it's just it's. I've for a long time been into music where you have the opportunity to go up to the performer after the show and interact with them and, you know, buy the, buy the band stuff from the band. And that's just such a satisfying experience. And I think that people are going to have a lot of opportunities to experience that with this Indie Fest and and really, really hope they do. None of these bands, none of these people we've talked to have come off as um, anything, but uh appreciative and um hungry to to make new fans and to to get their names out there and i think like you said if you like their stuff a lot of these people are going to hang around and um you know buy them a beer yeah do do something you know get to know them and when they do hit it big you can always say hey you know i uh I had a beer with Nitro Nitra or, you know, I talked to the accidentals or uh, Addy Tonic or whatever. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a good experience.
goes up according to this, Jose Canseco. So he also knows the truth is out there on Bigfoot, aliens, lifelong ace fan. Thank you, buddy, for being lifelong ace fans. You're an amazing guy. Your buddy loves you. And if you go alien hunting or Bigfoot hunting, count me in because I will be there. I will come with you.